The Saturday Supplement on Radio Kerry with Joe McGill. Good morning, good morning, how are you this morning? I'm Joe McGill and you're listening to the Saturday Supplement and I hope I find you well wherever you are listening to us around the world on RadioCarry.ie or on the Radio Kerry app or on the traditional wireless 96 to 98 FM. It is a foggy, misty kind of a morning and you want to be careful on the roads because all of a sudden the mist can come out of nowhere and you can barely see in front of your face. So um, just be careful and have the fog lights on it in those um, circumstances. Stances. Um, I woke kind of early this morning. I was up at five o'clock. It was still dark out. And I seen the most amazing lights in the sky. I don't know, was it a planet? I don't know, was it a star? I don't know, was it a satellite? Or is it my imagination? But I was looking at it from Port McGee over towards the McKillicuddy Riggs in the Clarny direction. So if you've seen something similar, if you were up at that mad hour, or maybe some of you were going to bed at that hour, um... Can you tell me what is it? I don't know what it is. I'm very lucky where I live down, you know, near Port McGee. We're in the Dark Sky Reserve, one of the gold tier um, places for stargazing in the world. There's only three of them in the world, only one in the Northern Hemisphere. So on a clear night, you can see all these beautiful stars. But that one was very unusual to me. I tried to take a photo of it and uh, it just looked like a planet then on the photo. But I, I reckon it was changing colours and everything. I don't know. Maybe I took the wrong tea going to bed last night. But let me know if you saw it. 66 712 You can text the WhatsApp 083 300 Very busy programme. When is it not? I hear you say. We have an action-packed programme for you this morning. We'll be announcing the 2023 Curry Person of the Year and the Lecra Kiri winners here very shortly on the programme. It This week, I suppose, you all saw photos on social media of people, um, children and their lovely uniforms and they're ready for their first day at school. What a momentous occasion. We'll be reliving some of your childhood memories of your first day at school. If you can think of them, I want to hear about them now. You can contact us, 66 712 now you can text the WhatsApp 0833300300. It is the first Saturday of the month, so we'll also have our monthly in-focus photography slot with Dominic Walsh. And Dominic is fresh off uh, covering all the uh, Rose excitement, and he was doing that over a couple of weeks, so he'll be telling us about behind the scenes, and Dominic is the man tasked to um, take that photo of the winning Rose, and it's a real pressure kind of uh, event for him and he'll let us know all about that and that's in the next hour. Like I say, get in touch with us 066 you can text the WhatsApp 083 300 Now, the Kerry Person of the Year, now in its 42nd year, recognises an individual who has shown leadership, brought honour to the county and performed services for the county to such an extent that could be described as beyond the norm of everyday life. And they also, um, the Lecra Kiri Award um, is, is a wonderful award as well that's handed out both awards. We've presented at the Association, this is the, uh, the Kerry Persons Association in Dublin, annual Ia Kiri, which will be held in the Louis 
Fitzgerald Hotel, Dublin, on Saturday, the 14th of October. And tickets for Yakiri can be purchased either securely online from the association, and tickets can be purchased online from the association's website, kerryassociation.ie. And uh, I'm delighted now to tell us more about this. We have on the line, we have Mary Shannon, who is Cahirlick with the Kerry Association, and we also have Michael O'Regan, President Kerry Association as well. You're both very welcome. How are you this morning? Good morning, Good morning Joe. Good morning, Joe. Um, I, I hope you find what the light is, Joe. <laughs> good to hear you saw the light in South Kerry this morning. I saw the light. How are you, El President Day? How are you doing? <laughs> Very good, Joe. Thank you. Very good. Mary, I suppose we better get to it because people are waiting with bated breath to see who's going to be the Kerry Person of the Year and uh, who's going to win the Lake Kerry as well or be awarded, I should say. Um, who are they? I'll hand it over to you to announce the winners. Thank you very much, Joe, and good morning there to all of your listeners as well, listening in there on Radio Kerry. And firstly, I'll start off by just saying thank you, Joe, and to all in Radio Kerry for giving the Kerry Association in Dublin this platform to announce the Kerry Person of the Year and make a Kerry Award winners 2023. As Joe said there in his introduction, the Kerry Person of the Year Award in existence since 1979, our first recipient was Dr. Michael Camerley, and it recognises an individual who has shown leadership, brought honour and performed services above and beyond the norm. It gives me great pleasure to announce that the Kerry Person of the Year 2023 is Duane of Katie Hannan. This award is in recognition of the valuable contribution Katie has made to public service broadcasting and in particular her superb investigation work in 2021 entitled Women of Honour, which exposed allegations of assault of women in the Irish Defence Forces, which ultimately led to a government investigation where all 13 recommendations in that report published last March were accepted in full by the government. In addition to Katie's achievements as a national journalist, radio and TV presenter, Katie's also patron of Kerry Hospice, and she's an exceptionally proud Kerry woman. Kerry Person of the Year, 2023, Katie Hannon. Whoa, yeah, what a wordy, wordy um, winner. And uh, Katie is in such esteemed company there, but so um, definitely worthwhile. Very proud of the, the work she's done, we are hearing, Kerry. Um, Michael, as a journalist yourself, um, she, um, Katie, and we will be talking to her shortly, is an exceptional journalist, isn't she? She's an exceptional journalist, um, <clears throat> Joe. Uh, let's face it, many of us go through our work over the years, decades maybe, and it doesn't necessarily impact on society in, in, a, in a very big way. Now, Katie's documentaries at the Women of Honour uh, uh, was mould-breaking. And, of course, it was public service broadcasting at its best at a time when RT's reputation, because of poor management, is on the floor in a way. And um, this show was probably, is probably, one of the biggest scandals in the history of the state. There's no doubt about it. I mean, misogyny, abuse... Uh, exploitation of women in the defence forces um, and her documentaries, superb documentaries exposed that, led of course to uh, um, a, a commission investigating it and we await this month uh, Minister of Defence, Michal Martin, uh, coming before the Dáil with the, ter- uh, the terms of reference 
pardon inquiry. So, um, really, an exceptional achievement as a journalist. Yeah, well said. And uh, so see all of us. And what, what a, a wonderful honour um, to bestow on uh, Katie as well. Before we announce the Lakra Kiri winners, Mary, um, ye are celebrating this all on, 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 on a night of celebration, which is brilliant to hear because I remember, you know, you, you've often come on this programme and it was during COVID and there was different jigs and the reels of trying to have a night. But this is going to be some celebration on the 14th of October. Yes, indeed, Joe. Um Hopefully now everything will go according to plan. There won't be any hitches. Like in 2020, we planned a night for the match and sure it didn't happen until September 2022. Mm. So that was Dr. Patricia Shahan, our last uh, Kerry person of the year. So yeah, we are looking forward to our annual EEQE in the Louis Fitzgerald Hotel Dublin on the 14th of October, which promises to be a great Kerry night in the capital. And I look forward to seeing many of you there on the night very good and kerryassociation.ie is where you can get all the information there now Lekra Kiri who are the recipients now our Lekra Kiri award uh, was first presented in 2016 and it's in recognition of exemplary leadership within the community activity of our wonderful county I am delighted to announce the Lekra Kiri 2023 recipients are Tim Minahan and Ambrose O'Donovan of Radio Kerry Sport. Two prouder Kerry men you wouldn't find. And we, they have made an enormous contribution to the enjoyment of the lives of Kerry people, both at home and all over the world, with their lively, informative, entertaining, and passionate Radio Kerry broadcasts of Kerry League and Championship matches for many years. In fact, their contribution was more valuable than ever this year when many could not access live TV broadcasts. And it was Tim and Ambrose's broadcast that brought Kerry Games into people's home, who would otherwise be deprived of a live broadcast of Kerry matches. Absolutely worthy winners of Later Kerry 2023, Radio Kerry's very own Tim Minahan and Ambrose O'Donovan. The dynamic duo, Mary. Thanks for that. We're going to have a quick listen to the dynamic duo now. Tim Mydon and Ambrose O'Donovan. The full-time whistle is very close. The colour will be down there. It'll be something special. The shouts will be something special. 76 gone. Proud to be Kerry. That ball is loved in to the edge of the square. In towards the canal end. But that's going to go out. Is it going to go out for a 45? Quite no, it's off. wide. It's wide. I'd expect now, this to be the last kick out. It's going to be the last kick out. Wherever you are, the rain stayed away. Hopefully we brought that story of Kerry. The story of Kerry football. Wherever you're living here. I'm delighted. This could be my first win in All-Ireland as a commentator with the great Ambrose O'Donovan. Oh, Jesus, is it your first winning one? Yes. Oh, All-Ireland senior. All-Ireland senior. Shane Ryan. It's over. Kerry, Kerry, our winners here in Club Park. Up you fire. We see the joy of these players, Ambrose, down there. We won on the scoreline, Ambrose. Kerry, 20 points, Galway, 16. Absolutely. And you know something was fully deserved. We'll have to give Galway great credit as well. They came Absolutely. up here. They made this a spectacle. It was a good football final. We enjoyed every inch of it. At times we struggled. The big players, some of the Galway big players didn't show up. Shane Watt did. But one man that showed up for us, and he keeps showing up for us. It's one, David Clifford. We have a gem. We have we a gem. We have a gem. 
Yeah, there you have it. And it shows the, the, the banter and I suppose the chemistry these two lads have. They are Olaker Kiri winners. Uh, Mike Loregan, they're some duo, aren't they? They're remarkable, Joe. Uh, truly remarkable, brilliant broadcasters. Uh, and the passion, the colour, the insight they bring. Uh, and indeed the entertainment they provide while also commentating on the match and for those uh, you know many of us who uh, had no access as Mary said there uh, to television coverage of major matches they were our link and you can imagine somebody like me living in Dublin Joe has access to Croke Park obviously but you can imagine people living in perhaps a remote rural part of Kerry or indeed elsewhere uh, who would tune into Radio Kerry and what a lifeline it was and it reminded me actually of uh, the Michael O'Hare common, uh, radio uh, commentaries back uh, decades ago when people would turn on the wireless, as we called it then, uh, on a Sunday afternoon and listen uh, to Michael O'Hare's commentary um, uh, uh, on radio. And then, of course, in those days, you might have the semi-finals and the final of the All-Ireland Televised. Uh, but they created, Joe, in uh, a very real way, a Kerry community at a time... Uh, when people were, uh, because of Diego, denied access uh, to watching the matches on television. And I find myself on occasions uh, watching a match on television, turning down the sound and following uh, Ambrose and Tim on the wireless. Uh, they're marvellous <laughs> and they're very worthy recipients of this award. Very good, yeah, definitely. And we're blessed in Radio Kerry to have had such great commentators down through the years like Liam Higgins and Weishi Forty, Gary O'Sullivan, Jor and so many of them. And uh, me all of them are hurt, like, then in, in the wider front from this county as well. So I don't know what it is, but we're able to produce these, uh, these uh, great sports broadcasters. Uh, correct, we are indeed. Michal Mahert, of course, was a legend. Mm. Uh, and Liam and uh, Wishu, whom I know both knew very well. I know Liam since I was a young fella playing juvenile football in West Kerry uh, many years ago. He had just finished his inter-county career, remember. And then, of course, later he became uh, a very famous broadcaster uh, with uh, Radio Kerry. Uh, we, we do produce them. And um, not alone... Uh, somebody asked me this, by the way, Joe, recently... Um, how come you produce writers and, you know, uh, you know, people of skill and people who make it a, 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 an impact with the written and spoken word in Kerry? And I paused ever so uh, uh, slightly, Joe. I stared at my cup of coffee and I looked at him and I said, sheer genius. He comes from Cork, by the way, that friend of mine, so I had to say that. But <laughs> you're right, that great tradition and... Tim and Ambrose are worthy uh, inheritors of that marvellous uh, tradition. Yeah, and speaking of great broadcasters and journalists, I'm delighted to say now we have our Kerry Person of the Year on the line, Katie Hannan. Katie, first of all, Cogardagus, congratulations. How does it feel to be among the list of names? I'm just looking down through them. We mentioned Michal Amarahartig, Sister Concilio, Dr. Patricia Sheehan, um, Dick Spring. There's so many more between politics and, and uh, I suppose, philanthropists and everything else that have been there. How does it feel to be the Kerry Person of the Year 2023? It feels great, Joe. <laughs> 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 I'm blushing here. I'm absolutely, uh, I'm absolutely delighted. I couldn't be, couldn't be more delighted. Couldn't be more, feel more humbled and honoured to be uh, anywhere, even in within an ass's rumour of some of those 
very distinguished people that have uh, been honoured uh, to be Kerry Person of the Year in the past. I'm, 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 I was, Mary will tell you, I was incredibly taken aback when she called to, 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 to let me know. I think I might have, my opening words might have been, are you joking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm absolutely delighted. I think anyone who knows me up here, I've been in Dublin a lot longer than I lived in Kerry, but I think everyone will tell you that uh, I'm very quick to tell people where I'm from. Yeah, and isn't there something, Katie, as well, about being honoured by your own that means that much more? Oh, absolutely. It it is hugely... It makes you kind of a bit emotional, actually. It's it's a lovely, lovely, lovely honour. And I have to say, just because it it was, you know, linked to the work we did on Mm. uh, the work I did on on the Women of Honour documentary, I have to say, of course, as every as Michael knows, and as every journalist out there knows, you're only as good as the people who are willing to to come to you and trust you and and give you their story. So I have to to, to pay tribute to all of those women, the people who spoke to me on and off the record for that doc and for every documentary and every every program we do. You know, whether it's uh, whether it's an investigative uh, piece like that or just you know week in week out. Now we're on upfront, and can I put a shout out to upfront? We're back on air. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd love to have more Kerry people in the audience so uh, people look out for the links there and come on up and join us um, but I just want to yeah I just want to say thanks to everybody uh, who has helped me uh, over the years I'd love if my mum and dad were around for this my dad was let me tell you Radio Kerry's biggest fan ever ever uh, he he lost his sight in his, his later years and Radio Kerry was his link to the world and uh uh, we'll all, I always think of I always think of my dad when I think of Radio Kerry. Uh, so, um, what was your dad's yeah. name, Katie? DJ Hannon from okay. from Glasgow, and my mother Winnie Kelly from from uh, the village of Dwarf. Um, and uh, yeah I'm thinking about them today Very good well the bonfires will be lit in Dua tonight and the surrounding areas of North <laughs> Kerry um, Katie, can, I, can I just yeah. say congrats to Tim and Ambrose what, what amazing broadcasters they are and uh, such a thrill even just to hear them talk about Kerry winning kind of got us over the hump there of, of the unmentionable uh, recent times Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Katie once again co-gardigus and uh, congratulations enjoy the night as well I'm sure it'll be a, a, a fantastic night but thank, uh, thanks a million for coming on and well done thanks Joe thank you take care My, Michael just very briefly but wouldn't your chest be swelling when you're hearing um, you know Katie's words this morning and what it means and it comes back to local and, and parish and family uh, 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 as well this this all comes back to that yes uh, very much so Joe and uh, John Bikin many years ago when he got the award he said what you said there to Katie that to be honoured by your own is the biggest honour of all uh, you're being honoured by your peers, your fellow county people, by your own people, really. Uh, so from that point of view, it, it's marvellous. My big concern now, Joe, is this. Will there be cows milked in Dwyer this evening with all the celebration? <laughs> you, <laughs> might, you might have to come down. <laughs> Do a look. Uh, Mary, Mary and myself may uh, send reinforcements from the Kerry Association. <laughs> Very good. Well, thanks a million, uh, Michael, for coming on. And best of luck and have a thanks great sure. time the next night. And as well, uh, thanks to Mary Shannon. And once again, if you want uh, tickets for the um, EAKRE, which is the 14th, that's the Saturday, 14th of October, kerryassociation.com. IE is where you can go there and once again congratulations to Tim Minan and Ambrose O'Donovan Laker Crew Laker
Kirkiri winners and our Kerry Person of the Year is Katie Hannan. We're going to have more after these. I want to find out about your first day at school memories. Sean Lines is in studio to tell us about his. The Saturday Supplement with Joe McGill on Radio Kerry. That's what you listen to. Get in touch with your first day at school memories. 0667123666. You can text WhatsApp 0833003300. Good morning, Joe. I started school at age three. The reason? Because I ran after my older sister when she was going to school. My mom had to run after me too. There was a lot of that. I've I've heard a few stories of that where the person at home wouldn't want to be left at home so they were sent off to school as well. It was more a practical thing. Um, Sean Lyons joins us in studio now. Sean, we were just talking there during the break about the Kerry Person um, of the Year award and Katie Hannon's the winner. You were Mayo Person of the Winner uh, year last year. I was, yeah. The Mayo Rehab and uh, Mayo County Council have the awards every year and uh, I got the one for the uh, diaspora for somebody who's outside of the county and uh, just a recognition of uh, the contribution that they've made. So I identified so much with what Katie was saying there. It's it's about the recognition by your own, and uh, it it means an awful, awful lot. And uh, congratulations, Katie. I'm a big fan of hers, as indeed uh, Michael O'Regan, and uh, the the Radio Kerry sports team, except when they're broadcasting Kerry against Mayo. (laughs) They get way too excited for my liking altogether. (laughs) They should bring you along for that to draw a bit of balance into the equation. Uh, I think if people cry into the microphone, it might affect the the quality of the broadcast. I forgot that side of things. your first day at school, Sean, can you remember it? I it can. not that long ago. It is a long time ago. I um, was saying it didn't that long, long ago. No, I'll tell you, it was 66 years ago. But jeez. Yes, indeed. Uh, I turned 70 there in uh, July. <coughs> and, uh, thank you. I didn't get an invite. <laughs> <laughs> it was a small affair, wasn't it? Was it was a very small affair. There was four of us. <laughs> but... Um, I was four years of age and uh, I grew up in Castlebar and my mother had a little shop. Excuse me. And um, the old school, as it was called, had burnt down. So classes were transferred to the local military barracks. Now, the local military barracks was only about 10 minutes walk from my mother's shop down to the, the gates. So myself and a couple of... There was half a dozen of us, I suppose, started the same day and we walked down. Now, the first hurdles we had to overcome were my older brother and various other older lads on the street had told us you know when you're walking down to school now you'll be passing by the hanging tree in the mall where the hung the rebels in 1798 Jeepers. and it's haunted so that was the first thing was to pass as by as a four year old as a four year old we had to pass by the hanging tree and then after that they said you know you'll pass by the protestant church and if you go in there, you'll go to hell. <laughs> and then we had to pass by Lord Lucan's cricket ground, which again was haunted. <laughs> so by the time we got to the barracks gate... <laughs> you were haunted yourself. <laughs> we, were, we were all in bits. But when we got to the barracks gate, actually, there, there were two big pillars. And they were the last remnants of... Uh, Barry's Castle, from which Castlebar gets its name. And Barry's Castle, of course, we were told was... Haunted... <laughs> <laughs> and then we had to walk up this big long, long, long avenue. Castlebar was a garrison town like Tralee, so, you know, the Belly Mullen, I didn't realise how vast it was until I went into it, uh, it was a number of years ago with the CBS choir. Yeah. 
and uh, the barracks in Castlebar was the same. Once you got through the uh, the gate lodge, it opened out into this massive great yard, and uh, they used to have carnivals there during and, and uh, horse jumping events. So you can imagine the size of it. Yeah. This group of little four year olds whose hair is already standing on in from passing by all these haunted places, <laughs> and we arrived in. And uh, I remember Mrs. Hanley was the teacher, uh, Benny Hanley, lovely, lovely woman. She taught every infant in Castlebar for about 45 years I'd say and um, the barracks by its very nature <coughs> the the rooms were they were cold so the fires had to be lit the turf fires that have to be lit in the rooms and I was thinking about it I spoke to you yesterday mm. about this and uh, I was just thinking about it afterwards somebody mentioned on Radio Kerry some time ago about the old schools how the bigger boys used to light the fires that there'd be the turf would be stacked and the big boys would come along with a few sticks and a few rolled up papers mm. they'd light them and then they'd hold the double page of the uh, Independent. Well, my father always hoped it was the Independent anyways, yeah. <laughs> to care with the burden of the Irish press. But um, more likely than not, the, the piece of paper, the sheet of paper would go up in flames. And it only struck me after I was talking to you yesterday, no wonder the old school burned down. <laughs> <laughs> there was good kindling in it. <laughs> yeah. But, it, but that's, that, that was the kind of, I suppose, the time as well, where people would bring a sod of turf each. That was a thing yeah, that was definitely in this county where a student would bring a sod of turf from home to add to the fire. Yeah, I know my mother and father used to talk about that um, bringing, but uh, not in the, in the town school, I think. Yeah. Uh, the, maybe the soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. soldiers went to the bog and brought in the, and yeah. brought in the turf. Yeah. But another thing that was so... It stayed in my mind ever since was that the the latrines we had to use the the, the latrines that the soldiers used and uh, again we're talking about tiny little leadings yeah this vast space and uh, I remember asking my brother I said, how will I find the toilets and he said my god you smell the air and you'll <laughs> follow your nose <laughs> and follow that you know? <laughs> yeah yeah I, you know you've, you've I suppose uh, kind of the unique position as well in that you were a teacher um, for most of your life as well so you would have seen I suppose people come in and therefore stays at school and how it's changed over the years as well oh indeed yeah I started teaching in Dublin 1973 uh, when to uh, St. John Vianney's in Kulak and uh, God I was staying when the, the system then was you, you taught for the first week in July and then you were off for the rest of the summer so I my sister's boyfriend had a flat on the Hoth Road so I had a camp bed in the hall for which the landlady charged me one pound to sleep in the camp bed for the week and I got the bus from the Hoth Road out to Kulak the first morning but uh, I missed the stop and uh, I was wearing this lovely brown suit that I bought from the interviews <laughs> with a nice yellow flowery shirt and a nice yellow flowery tie. I was pure style now <laughs> with flared trousers and shiny shoes. But I got off the bus and realised I was on the wrong stop and I had absolutely no idea. I'd never been to the school before. But uh, I saw two young lads in school uniforms and school bags running... <laughs> So I started running after them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I often think, you know, yes, there how things have changed. Well, for one thing, you don't have men in brown shoots and flowery shirts chasing kids on, <laughs> on the first day of school. <laughs> and did you find the school? I found the school and the principal was a man from Dingle, Mick O'Shea. Uh, I believe he was a footballer back in the 40s, the bomber. And um, very efficient, very 
sound man. He treats us all very, very well. Yeah. But there were about 14 of us started on the one day because it was a vast new residential area. And not a thing in it socially. There, was, there was, wasn't a play area. There was nothing. And the school had about a thousand pupils. And uh, the 12, 14 of us went into Miko's office and he allocated our classes. And as we were leaving, each of us picked up a box of chalk, a duster and a stick. A stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it that was shows how times have changed. Yeah, it was sort of institutionalised, you know, yeah. that you brought the stick. Yeah, that wasn't that's for a, pointing either. I don't think. No, that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but, uh, but things have changed so much. And uh, I, when my daughter was home there recently from London, we took a cruise around Tralee, as she likes to do, yeah. and we were looking at the new Gales School and Listelig, the new school there. And it's like when you think of you know a military barracks with turf fires and probably about fifty in the class. You know, we have come on so, so, so far. It's taken us 66 years, so yeah. maybe in another 66, you know, we might we might have hit peak. Yeah. Sean, I know you have to go off now to do uh, an iron. Um, thanks a million for coming in and bringing us those wonderful um, memories. And it's it's part of our social history as well. It's so important. Sean, thanks a million for coming in. And thanks happy, very happy birthday again. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might make the 71st. <laughs> if you have memories for us, get in touch with us. And you are getting in touch with us though on 083 300 Or you can phone us on 066 712 We're going to have another Sean on the line after this. We're going to be talking to the goat man, Sean O'Leary, about his first day at school in Port McGee. The Saturday Supplement with Joe McGill on Radio Kerry. The Saturday Supplement on Radio Kerry, brought to you by Virgin Media, Ireland's best broadband. Visit virginmedia.ie. It's playtime. Yeah, and uh, I was uh, reading a few of the messages there during the break about first days at school. And I must go back to that earlier message because there was a second part to it. So it said, good morning, Joe. I started school at age three. The reason, because I ran after my older sister when she was going to school. My mom had to run after me to bring me back. She asked Mrs. Collins if I could go till the summer holidays. She agreed, and I never, never looked back. I loved school, and it's uh, sad to hear um, of the cruelty that some children suffered at the hands of some of those um, teachers who should have been um, uh, jailed, she says, Catherine Ahern, Ballet Longford, and uh, that's, I suppose, the other side of it as well. A huge congrats to Katie, who is so proud here in Kerry Hospice Foundation, who's receiving the title of uh, Dr. Sheehan. Katie is an amazing patron, and I suppose the title is never handed on, to you're always the Kerry person of the year then. Um, and uh, they say, so a worthy winner up the kingdom. Uh, Hi Joe, my memories of my first day at school were being overwhelmed by the whole thing, and my mother told me that when I came home, I said I wasn't going back anymore. That comes in from uh, Charles. And uh, lots of congratulations coming in uh, for the Kerry Person of the Year in Lake Rokiri, who we announced earlier. Katie Hannan is the Kerry Person of the Year in Lake Rokiri, or Tim and Ambrose. Jerry Hannan, on course racing commentary, commentator from Listol, deserves inclusion in our list of great radio commentators from Kerry. Yeah. Good morning, Joe. Great programme every Saturday morning. I love listening to Tim and um, Ambrose. Uh, congratulations to Katie Ambrose and Tim and well done to Mary Shannon from Valencia for her work in the Kerry Association in Dublin from Tony and Lena Donnelly and family in Waterville. I want to hear about your first day at school memories 083 300 300 or you can ring us on 066 712 Now I'm delighted to say we have the goat man himself Sean O'Leary on the line. Sean, do you remember your first day at school? I do, Joe, and good morning from a beautiful Evera here. My God, you think it's a kingdom? I think it's an empire this morning. It's so beautiful. 
I do. I remember my, my first days in school. I think, again, like that person, I was a bit overwhelmed because I had no idea what school was or what was going to happen, you know. But I remember um, the morning. I remember for a good couple of mornings after that, I used to get a beaten egg with sherry in it going to school. Sherry? Not cherry, yeah. sherry. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Sherry. So, I don't know, did my parents think they'd have got soon? Or a dog for the drags? Get <laughs> <laughs> the beaten egg and the sherry going to school. So, I suppose it made it a bit more pleasant. But um, it wasn't. And again, I used to be watching television, of course, like everybody. I was reared in front of the television. And we had the most beautiful teacher back in Portland, John, Mrs. Connell. Mm. Bridie Shea was her, her maiden name. And she was just a mother to all. She was just fantastic. She was... I mean, a way ahead of her time, she used to do art. She had a nature table. She would use the nature. I remember painting the leaves and putting the leaves on the paper. And if anybody was a little bit off color, she had her magic tea. She had this beautiful, colorful flask of her own tea that she'd have at lunch. Yeah. But if somebody was a little bit off color, she'd have the magic tea. And you get a sup of this tea, and it just cured all ails, except for my one on the first day. I suppose I was getting a little bit fed up because I was used to full freedom at home around with mom around the house or maybe down the fields with dad and Jackie Kinsey and doing whatever I wanted. And um, so I said to Mrs. Connell, I said, my first my first acting, <laughs> my first acting job, I was, um, I had an awful pain. And you could see the look on her face and she said, oh my God, what is it? And I said, I think I'm homesick. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll be all right. <laughs> you'll be fine. <laughs> that was an awful complaint to have to have about a homesick. <laughs> and I remember as well um, the bread, the fresh bread on a Thursday evening. John O'Donnell would arrive mm. with fresh loaves of bread. Oh my God! And growing up, Mum's homemade cake was fantastic and homemade bread, but we would get the freshest. Um, the freshest loaves of bread and we would start of course we were like animals trying to get the bread off and he'd be trying to get us to line up and there was no way we'd line up we'd be hands out trying to get the bread and then we'd eat it on the way home and there'd be war <laughs> there'd be war because all the the soft uh, dough would be gone yeah. and my dad reckoned there was a family in Dinka that used to eat fresh bread and it, it burnt the stomachs out of them <laughs> Yeah, John O'Donnell was a lovely him. man. Yeah, I remember him actually working in shops yeah. and him delivering there. Um, did, you were the kind of the first, um, did, you know, the, the, I suppose it was a time kind of in Kerry and there was a lot of, you know, there were schools almost within every two miles, say, but a lot of them closed down. They kind of amalgamated into, you know, a, a bigger school. And I suppose that was the same for you because you'd Imlik Pesta there, wasn't at the school, and that, then that had closed and you went to Port McGee then. That was it. I was the first class not to go to, to Imlach Pesha which is just a mile over the road from us and I often think of course it would be like a morning like today it would be so romantic to walk to school mm. but I wonder maybe in four weeks time how, we'll, how we'd be thinking of it yeah. but um, so yes we were back to the the, um, the village then and even that school it's, um, it's a private home now but it was right on the seafront it was right of, like the, the Atlantic was our neighbour really do you know and then yeah. it would be great sometimes because some teachers would be waffling on, you'd be looking out at the ducky divers, the the cormorants. Yeah. And you'd be counting that the, the cormorant would go down and you'd be like, one, two, three, waiting for them to come up again. But um, 
whatever the teacher was going on about I don't think it's it's <laughs> over my head <laughs> It's wonderful but to hear as well Sean about I suppose you know like we hear about the right school days weren't always memorable for certain people and you know um, there was bad times as well but it isn't it lovely to hear you're talking about Miss Connell there with the, the flask of tea isn't that just a beautiful oh, yeah. touch you know just a beautiful touch and even again because like reading and writing have never been my strengths I'd say that there is some there was a diagnosis I'd have something but um, she would always get me to draw pictures on the board for the other students so she bucked up my confidence <clears throat> rather than you know that there'd, there'd be a kind of a brutal faction out there of, of, of bad teachers really that's all they are yeah yeah who would focus on the weakness you know and try and make fun of it even Whereas Mrs. Connell just just worked on your strengths and moved forward, and she really she kind of left a lasting legacy in all of us. Anytime if you say Mrs. Connell, you can see somebody's face brighten up, and that's I think that's a wonderful legacy to have. Even myself, there I was doing the teddy bears picnic for the Caspian Festival, and there was children that I have worked with over the years brought their children to see me, which is such a beautiful thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's brilliant. Um, Sean, we're out of time, but thanks a million for coming on and recounting uh, those memories. If people want to follow you on Facebook, where do they go? Sean and Shanaki. Sean and Shanaki, and some wonderful uh, videos posted there and stories and everything else. Sean, a pleasure as always, and thanks a million for bringing those lovely Thank memories to us. Have a wonderful day. I have the speedos out now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to go to a break after that. <laughs> the Saturday Supplement with Joe McGill on Radio Kerry. The Saturday Supplement on Radio Kerry. Brought to you by Virgin Media, Ireland's best broadband. Visit virginmedia.ie. It's playtime. Go to my line cousins who have uh, completed the Kerry Way and uh, undertook a massive part of it. Um, over the last day and uh, well done to them and that's uh, Tyg and Miriam and uh, James Walsh and uh, Crahour as well well done to all of them congrats to Katie Hannan fantastic uh, carry person for 2023 our own Tim great friend and neighbour along with Ambrose you didn't need to be at the games while listening to the hilarious commentary from Tim and Ambrose on our own radio carry wow up the kingdom and that comes in from Joan uh, Patrick in Nistol says hello that he's enjoying the show thanks a million Patrick look at this for a lovely message hi Joe Mary Fuller here aka Mammy Mary of Brendan that's our own Brendan Fuller his dad Dad, Mike and I met on our very first day of school and will be married 35 years this November. What a beautiful story that is. Met on the first day of school. They talk about childhood sweethearts. Well, that takes the biscuit altogether. We'll have to bring Ian in November and have a chat to you about that. Um, uh, to hear your side of things. We, we, we hear enough from Brendan. We'd like to hear from you. That's a great story. And thanks, Miriam, for sending that in. Um, Morish Finton joins us on the line over in West Kerry. Good morning, Morish. Can you remember your first day at school? Ah, yes, it is beautiful. I was looking across at you this morning. You are, of course. You were headed to the system for you. I remember, I, I vaguely remember it. It's gone back a long time now. It's gone back 60, 64 odd years, I suppose. Mm. Um, I remember the build up to it, maybe the excitement of, of going to school and getting ready for school, and my mother buying clothes, new clothes for us, and that and the other thing, and um, heading off that morning, I suppose, uh, with my brother Michal, who, was, who, who, who had been four years 
my senior. And um, like like Alice Taylor with us, I suppose, uh, with a lot of rural Ireland, uh, just just go through the fields. Um, we had to go negotiate a boreen, and then through the fields and out on the on the main slate road, then back at the at the cross at Carbillig. And I suppose it was about it's about a mile and a quarter, I suppose. So that was two and a half miles round trip each day, like you know. Yeah. And I suppose for the most part. Um, even in the first days of school we always have to wear Wellingtons because you'd be walking through grass like and that's another thing and shoes were kind of unheard of in from September and and, and to and to Easter I suppose you know yeah you know but um, I do I remember I vaguely remember things about it like I remember our first teacher Miss Callaghan uh, later to become Mrs. Ganey who would be Kerry's Paul Ganey's grandmother now she was our she was our first teacher, and she taught in Kilbegala on the school for a good number of years. A lovely, lovely person. Got uh, on great with her. And um, there was four of us. I think started in first class. And in the Lambert with that year it was Mickey Olwing, Paddy Obrohu uh, from Carrickcountic, August Marion Nihivan from Cowbeleg, who, who was sadly deceased there about two years ago now. Yeah. Mother of uh, referee uh, Billy O'Shea. Whoa. Yeah, um, and what kind of were, game, what kind of games would you get up to now in school? Maybe we got up to all kind of games, I suppose. But <laughs> I, I don't be mischief now. I mean, actual games. They'd be in got to come out. around the last of the games. I don't know. It's just football, really. Like football was our thing. Like yeah. out in the yard, the yard was very cool, very narrow. But um, we'd always have, you know, have a, have a, a good game of football in the small break, which was 11 o'clock, and then you'd have the lunch break around lunch, and you know, there's we skidded hair flying a lot of the time, you know. <laughs> but we, we, we graduated into third class, I suppose, and um, Mick Murphy was our was our uh, teacher, Mick, um, f- from Rohanan here in the parish of Entry. And it, having played for Kerry, had been under 1955, Kerry team at full forward. And... Um, Mick was our teacher from 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 there on to we left in, in sixth year. But as was a third class, I graduated to from walking through the fields to cycling. Wow. Jesus, that was a, that was a mighty a mighty difference uh, to go around the road like you know to take a short time. Yeah. And on the way, of course, I'd have to stop for party. We wanted to wait for party. Party would be just to come out. He nearly finished his cornflakes. So we had the queue. I had the queue at cornflakes. <laughs> we never had the cornflakes. <laughs> And um, he'd be, you'd be uh, porridge, I presume, Boris. Well, just porridge, porridge, yeah, porridge, and a bit of bit of bit of um, homemade bread with a bit of the Kerryman or the Sunday first wrapping it going to school. Yeah, and a glass and a glass and a bottle of milk. But Paddy come out with his with his bottle of Lucas Aid, his pear, and his bar of chocolate. Jesus, we 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 should be you know. But um, that was that was that was it. In starting off behind in, in in the school, and you know. At the time, I suppose, uh, things were drilled into us. We hadn't a clue what we used to be learning in, in, in religion, catechism, and, and poems and that. Mm. You know, you just have to... Either way, good gun out. Everything was done to you, like, you know. Yeah. Uh, you you just had to have it off, and there was many many the many the time I had, I, I felt sick in my stomach going to go to school because you'd have to if we hadn't enough you get a few catheters like you know? yeah yeah yeah. Uh, it was, it was driven into you. Yeah. 
Nej, det var ju Trangbums. Mary ate biscuits. Var, var the, you know, they were the only biscuits at the time. So, so I remember bringing Chung to bed with me when I put him under the pillow and Chung, Chung, Chung the hell out from the following morning and make the big roar and um, turn him out into a dish. Saying I was very sick. And mother, <laughs> it happened twice. Mother fell, fell for it twice. But that was a, that was a third time a while later. And when I got, got up in the morning, I felt fine. And she was making the bed later on. And she found the biscuits under the pillow. And to those that all cat, she she had a cup or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Morris, yeah. we, we're almost out of time. But before I do, like I suppose it's coming full circle now, and the the next the next generation or the next generation after that are starting school um, now, and it's completely different. Oh, it is totally different. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, my own grandson, um, my Paddy, Paddy O, started in, in Lamora just two days ago, and she had to see this smiling says, going out, going out the door, like, you know, to, to do your door the good. You know, totally different. There's no pressure anymore, like, and, the, um, you know, um, teachers and everybody else gets on, and students, they're, they're all one. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, well go on and enjoy that beautiful sunshine back in uh, West Kerry and have a great uh, weekend. And thanks a million for coming on and telling us uh, those uh, wonderful um, memories and, and what a lovely way you finished it there as well. Falter, yeah, Morris Fintadera. I always love bringing Morris on. He's a, he's a great man to, to to tell a story. The famous party O'Shea was involved there too. I remember my first day at school. I left uh, I left it to come home. My mam told my older brother Tim to bring me back up. We lived in the village. And that comes in from Imelda. Now we're going to go to a break for the news, and we'll be talking to Dominic Walsh for a monthly in focus. After that, the Saturday supplement with Joe McGill. On Radio Kerry. The Saturday Supplement with Joe McGill on Radio Kerry. Now you're into the second hour of the Saturday Supplement and I hope you're enjoying the programme so far. It is the first Saturday of the month so it's time for our In Focus photography slot with renowned photographer Dominic Walsh. And Dominic, I know you've had a very, very busy period over the last few weeks because you're the main man to capture the moments in the Rose of Tralee. But before we talk about that, we were talking the first hour about people's first day at school and school memories. Can you remember your first day at school? Well, I thought it was very interesting. I actually brought back a load of memories to me. It's amazing that you don't think about these things for years and years. Good morning, listeners. It's great to be back. And I'm delighted to be back talking about your photographs and keep sending them in. But yes, I do remember my first day at school. My first day at school was presentation primary school in Tralee. My mother brought me to school and I went into school and there was this lady inside and I thought she was a witch. And what she was, she was a nun with the veil and the, and the outfit on and I thought she was a witch so I didn't sat down and as soon as my mother left and as soon as the nun turned around I ran out the door and tried to run home <laughs> so they had to run out of the class to run after me and you know try and catch me and I even know the lady I was sitting beside um, I can't think of her name now but we meet quite often she owns the art gallery there down in Dinny Street, Donnelly, I think, um, O'Donnell. And we sat together that day. So, yes, I do remember it. It was uh, a weird and wacky day. And just something, my week, this week, has been, I've been to schools 
and I'm taking pictures of young kids arriving with mom and dad and I'm taking pictures of kids inside the school and when I go in and sit down it's just such a sweet and a precious time because every young person this is like a carbon copy of a paper that prints into their brain they'll never ever forget it so it's important that they enjoy the day so yeah it is amazing yeah it's amazing when you are that young that you will remember it that it'll imprint in your brain like you said and it was great that you uh, went in line with our theme for this month which was my great escape you had a great escape from the school <laughs> as, as, as your first day at school great story so the rosa tree how did you get on Oh, the Rosa Tree. I was busy for the Rosa Tree. It was absolutely brilliant. Started the tour in Wexford and uh, walked around. I went all the way around the country and ended up in fabulous, glorious Tralee, where we did lots of work and photographed lots of things and met loads of people around. And you had the hurdy gurdies, you had the street entertainment, you just something. It was absolutely unbelievable at that job. But again, the stress and the pressure of trying to do my job and get everything sorted out was, oh, it was something else. It was unbelievable. Mm. Now, you always bring along your photos to kind of tell us what you've been up to over the weeks, and then we'll talk about your archive photo later on in the hour. But uh, I love these photos that you've chosen. So you've kind of given a photo that was at the front page of the examiner where all the roses are looking down from above in a circle, and then you've shown the -the behind-the-scenes photo of how you did it, and there you are, your legs are sticky out from under the roses. Um, You really have to go on our Facebook page page to see this and it's also on our website the podcast section in focus with Dominic Walsh to see all the photos we're ta- talking about this morning but uh, Dominic you're a fair man you'll do anything to get a good snap I'm telling you Joe that's what it is this was the RT part of the photo shoot which took place in Dublin uh, the Royal Kilmeana Hospital in Dublin and uh, we were taking shots and you, you try and take loads of pictures and this is kind of a favourite pose I like this I like doing something a little bit different so what I did was I brought the roses in around me and I lay on the ground on my back. Now, if you could just imagine, everybody's saying to me, it's like the Wizard of Oz. So I'm lying down on the yes. ground, on my back, looking up, camera pressed onto my face, looking up, and my two legs are sticking out from underneath the roses, out into the side, and my legs are apart. I mean, it's Wizard of Oz, or is somebody has passed out or something like that. But the thing is, when you see it from the background, you look and say, what on earth is he doing? And then when you look to the Irish examiner, who used in the front page the following day, and you see all the girls leaning down into the camera, they've got their hands out, and I'm taking it like that, you know. And again, like, I've used plenty of flash. You know, I didn't even put the settings in because I can't even remember the settings as they are now, but more than likely, I would have popped up the flash a little bit trying to get that sky in and on that. And the thing about it is, it's, it's, it's a shot that you work with. And the thing is, if you trust who you're trying to photograph and they trust you, they let you do anything and you can walk away. And the thing is, like, to get a crowd of young ladies to go around me and they're bending down, they've got their hands on, hands out, and they're looking down to the camera and it's almost like a rugby scrum and they're looking down to it and I'm shooting up into it. But, you know, it just works. And it's nice for people to see how it's done as well. Yeah, completely. And they're all in red. They went dresses, with, uh, yeah. They had a theme this year that all the roses went in red, red dresses. And it was absolutely fabulous because it's it's in unison and they're, they're red and it, it sticks out like a lovely red rose like that. You know, Catherine Thomas arrived and she was there. She, she was in black and Dahi was there. They were in black and it was the first time that I'd met the two of them, Catherine and Dahi together. And you're walking around and you're getting the feel of how Catherine will take, you know, because like... 
I worked with Dahi for years and Dahi knows my approach and Dahi knows I like fun shots and things like that. And Catherine was well into it as well on that. So, like, and we got them in group shots and at one stage Jimmy got all the roses to take off their shoes and chucked the shoes at the photographers there on there. Catherine <laughs> um, Thomas was very good this year, wasn't she? She was a good addition. She was actually, she was very good. And just something, she was a, a lady to work with on that. She was like, there was no airs and grace about her. Like she got out and she did it and, and she worked with the media and she worked with the photographers and anything that I asked her to do, there was never a glitch or a problem. She said, yes, Dominic, I'll try it. And she was very good, even to the stage where I was doing selfies with her and I'd get her holding my camera with her hand and I'd be looking into the back of the shutter and I'd be taking pictures and she was well in and she was wondering what was I doing. And she'd want to see the photograph afterwards to see how it actually looked to finish product and she was actually very pleased with it. The, I suppose oh, the rose actually builds up to the actual crowning of the rose and that announcement on television so for you to capture that there must be a lot of stress on you and you've sent two great photos here, one of the shock on the New York Rose's face as she's announced Rose Lee, and another photo then where she's more composed with the presenters, uh, the hosts Dahi O'Shea and Catherine Thomas but what's it like trying to get that photo because I'd imagine you can't rush up on stage either because it's being it's live uh, being filmed live well it is live but just to tell you that's the Tuesday of the festival and just to tell you that my briefing would start about mm, I would get my first briefing about 10am in the morning from Steve Cronley from the Rose of Tralee and he'd give me my first inclination of right Dominic we're going to meet with the director and the producer today and we're going to get our standing positions when you're standing on the sta- in front of the stage because um, I'm possibly the only photographer that's allowed to go in so far into the middle and, and they give me great flexibility I can walk behind the cameras and I can even the roaming cameras they let me walk around and RT don't trouble me at all they let me walk away so we have the first chat in the morning then we have our main meeting at three in the afternoon where we sit down and we meet Steve and we meet the organisers of uh, the event that's up there and we have a chat and then we say, right, and it's, you wouldn't believe it, Joe, it's like the radio, it's all down to times. We're going to this at 20 minutes past, 21 minutes past, this is going to happen at 22 minutes past, you should be standing here on that. Please don't stand up until 23 minutes past because you're, you need to bend down because this camera's coming in over the back like that. So then we're working and we go through on that. We leave that then, then we arrive up to the MTU and we do our actual walkthrough at about 20 past seven. And then we would meet the stage manager and you're talking and you're trying to work it out, you know. And see, the thing about it is, this is live TV and it would make life easy for everybody if I knew who was going to win, you know. <laughs> it would be absolutely brilliant. But you're you're giving your standing positions, you're right in the centre. And when I'm get like, when they do the walkthrough with me and we stand and we go through everything, yeah, this is it like that. And they tell me, say, Dominic, do not move until this time so I have somebody on the left hand side looking at me and they're timing me they're giving me times they're saying right 23 minutes 24 minutes right now you can and the hand goes up I know now I can stand in a chair and I'm not going to get in trouble with any of the presenters or anything like that so we work along that I also have a person standing beside me that's going to take the card from my camera to my picture editor Mark Nolan he's going to get that picture when I have it captured and he's going to go back to the computer and we've got to get that out to about 59 Irish publications about 15 national publications and we've got to get it out internationally then as well because now you're talking 
you know, like where's it going to go? And we have all our addresses ready. So, and we've got it pre um, worked out. So I'm standing in front of the stage. And when I'm getting ready to take it, now I know I'm trying to go as fast as I can. When I'm getting ready to take the picture of the winning rose, I'm positioned in the front. And what I do is I pan left, I pan right to the center and pan right of the center. I'm always feeding around the center. So I'm going slightly left to the center, slightly right to the center. So when I hear it, on stage and they say, for example, it is the New York Rose, then I've only got a short distance to move in or out. Just to tell people how I actually set the camera on the night. I shoot at 250 per second on a 70 to 200 mil lens. It's a very slow shutter speed. I wouldn't recommend using a speed that slow on a 200 mil because you could get a lot of blur. You have to be very careful. And I, sh I get my metering, and that's the same metering I use throughout the stage, no matter what happens on the stage. And I use a color temperature called Calvin. Calvin is a rate, for example, 3000 to 4000 would be a color temperature of the day. That's a light reading for the day outside. It changes from early morning to late evening. So I would have taken a Calvin on the stage. And if you notice, when you look at the sashes of the roses, they're extremely white. That's a true color, and that's what I work on when I take that. Then when it's announced, I flick the camera to left or right of my center. This lady, Roisin, was on the right-hand side. I only had to move a small distance to get her, and I got it. This shot I'd taken, it just literally happened straight away. You wouldn't believe it. On a, in about maybe 10 15 seconds up to a minute I would have taken 250 pictures of what happened on stage wow. just to get my couple of pictures out of it it's, you can't take any chances I'm the only photographer there there's half a million people looking over my shoulder I have all these pictures that is ready and just to stress I have butterflies in my stomach the whole day of Tuesday and I don't eat a meal in the evening I might have something light but I do, when I finish this about maybe quarter past a half two in the morning that's when I settle down and I have a sandwich Whoa. <laughs> it's such a great insight Dominic into what actually goes on at the Rosa Tralee and it is amazing the logistics behind this whole thing um, so it's, it's, it's great to have you on and talk about that this morning so thanks a million for that Dominic is going to stay with us because we're going to look at your photos and our theme for this month was My Great Escape and you sent us in some beautiful photos and as always you emailed them to jmcgill at radiocarry.ie we're going to take a break with more after these. You're listening to the Saturday Supplement with Joe McGill on Radio Kerry. The Saturday Supplement on Radio Kerry, brought to you by Virgin Media, Ireland's best broadband. Visit virginmedia.ie. It's playtime. This is the Saturday Supplement for Saturday of the month, so it is our in-focus photography slot with Dominic Walsh. And before the break, we were talking about the roses and all the photos that Dominic was taking, but now it's time to turn our attention to the photos you sent in to us. So you send those photos in before the first Saturday of the month, the Wednesday before the first Saturday of the month, to jmcgill at radiocarry.ie. You can have a maximum of three, or you can just send one photo. And the theme 
This month was my great escape. Enjoying a great escape while on the cliff near Ballybunion Beach on a busy patron day, 15th of August, were Shannon, Alana and Maeve as they viewed the waves breaking with the swimmers. And that comes in from Moss Joe Brown. Great snap, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I enjoy Moss, actually. And I, I meet him regularly there. Like, you know, great, great photographer, Joe. And has, a, has an avid interest in people and locations and daily life. Like, it's great. It just tells the story three ladies just relaxing and Moss saw the cup and said hiya and they looked around and that makes the picture in this great works good I wouldn't make any changes like you know Moss great like you know like, like that landscape across the back that horizon perfect line couldn't have been any better fair play to you Good morning, Joe and Dominic. Please find attached some photos taken by me in Kinmare on Kinmare's Market Day. And that's Dennis, Dennis G. Fitzgerald Bally McElligot. And the uh, photo one is, um, I think I've put these in reverse order, but it's back off. And that's the, the, we're looking at the ponies' bottoms. And then we're looking at a famous TD, Danny Healy Ray, in between two farmers there, a farmer himself. And they're looking at the cattle like you would on any fair day and talking away about the, the I suppose, the news of the day. Oh, look, like these pictures are absolutely fantastic. Do you know? I mean, for tourists, when they come across this, they say, wow, what has happened? This is love. You get into the culture of the event, like, and you see the cattle there and the horses there and everybody's there. And you always also see the bison. Of course, there's no parking over, over up on the, the side of the, the fence there. And you're looking down, you can see all the people looking around and you've got our Healy Ray there stuck in the middle and having an old chat there. But that's his local, you know, area anyway, down there, you know. The thing about yeah. it is, when you look at that and people look at it from a distance, again, it just gives a lovely promotion of Kerry and just the simple things in life that actually mean so much. Just people smiling, there's people laughing and there's a loads, there's a great buzz around. Great set of pictures. And as for them, the third photo I forgot the to mention yeah, yes. is the eye, eye on the prize and it's a great title because you have a cockerel or a hen I'm not sure and it's right up to the hen's face you can see the eye you can see the eye just wanting be careful if you're using possibly an iPhone or anything like that if you go too close you're into macro and it might be able to focus a little bit so come back a little bit when it's in focus and working it's a great picture my god see the eye and, and the red over the beak and everything looking out. It's an unbelievable, beautiful picture. Fantastic. Yeah, what's the name of that? There's a name for that, that red piece on top of their kind of forehead and under their chin. There must be a name for that. Look, Let me I'm, know. Get in look, touch. I'm, I'm a fellow in tree <laughs> thinks milk comes from a carton, so I have no clue what that is. <laughs> Let's not go down that route. Hi, Joe and Dominic. One of my great escapes would be Killarney National Park. My second has to be Bale Strand because I live beside it. The third, my garden beside the Shannon Estuary. Any of these are my go-to places to make me feel good. Ita Hannon. And I just, I love her garden photo. I think it's absolutely spectacular. There's so much going on and the cat is sitting there. And she's a lovely... Um, lovely seating it's kind of made out of logs um, it's just very cleverly done very creative as, as the picture goes like it's, it's got this turds it's, it's got the the bottom where the cat and the benches are there it's got the middle area you know and it's got the back area it's got a tree in it like that John. I just hope that she is this framed and put up on a wall because if you've got a nice cold winter's day and I say nice days because you do get nice days in the winter and you're sitting inside with your cup of tea and you've got your fire on and you look up at that lovely picture on the wall isn't it just magnificent it is that, that's a great picture out there on that when you see it it'll give you the joys of life when you see it during the winter and you're inside a nice cold day and you're looking at it it's absolutely fabulous to see it. great picture hope it's framed 
Yeah, excellent. And there you have it. You have the endorsement by Dominic to frame it. So no excuses, Aita. Uh, the the deer the, with the anklers is fairly impressive, isn't it? It is, isn't it? You know, and that, like it's a, like, how would you get that close? You know, like yeah. any, any time I've tried to be in Killarney like that, you know, like I always try and stay back because like I'd be afraid to approach these animals and for health and safety, I wouldn't go that, as close. And you'd be right I, though, because they know, can be very dangerous. They, 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 can, they be can be very dangerous, dangerous especially like, during rotting like, season, yeah. Obviously, they've just had the opportunity and he's there and it might be all rotting season, just sitting there. It's lovely. And see the grass and all and the anchors and everything yeah. like that, you know, and the, the animals just looking straight into the camera. Composition is absolutely brilliant. Great picture. Yeah, I'd say it was after having a fight with a ditch because he's a piece of it on his uh, antlers. Um, but like you said, Dom, you should always be careful there. A, li- a good long lens if you're using your camera so that you're not too close. Um, hi, Joe and Dominic. Love the show. These are my pictures for this month. One, the day the Dulux dog came to town. And two, all spun out. Thanks. And that comes in from Nora Nelligan. And the Dulux dog, that's an English sheepdog, I think, is the breed, isn't it? The, the Dulux dog. Well, you obviously know your animals better than I do. Um, the Dulux dog, look, Joe, I just take it as a Dulux dog because I really don't know the breed at all like that, Joe. But aren't they most amazing dogs when you see them? They've got the, the fur on them. They're absolutely fabulous. And it's a great picture. And, you know, some, there's a kind of an unusual shot there as well, very tight into the head, which you wouldn't normally do. And it just gives a real bushy face and a bushy head, a little bit of a cloud, just a different angle. Nice to do too. Yeah. Um, there was a famous comedy film... Um, where a man becomes one of these dogs as well. Um, it's a very kind of a famous one. I can't think of the name off the top of my head. The other thing about these dogs, uh, when I was in the holidays in Thailand, there was one of these dogs there, and I felt so f- sorry for it in the heat. You can imagine in Thailand, the heat in Thailand. Yeah. They're such a hairy dog. I thought it was the weirdest thing to have that kind of a breed of a dog there. But anyway, um, hello, Joe and Dominic. A few photos attached from my favourite escape places. Hang glider at Ross Bay Beach. Is it a hang glider? I always thought it was a hand glider. Maybe that's something new I'm learning today. Motorcyclist enjoying Inch Beach. Flying high at Puck Fair. Whatever about the motorcycle, I wouldn't try the other two for a million euros, says Margaret O'Shea. And thanks again, she says. These are great old shots, aren't they? They're great old shots. They're great old shots. We call them the hurdy gurdies in Chile. And oh, yeah. Um, I, I was away with the roses and we were up in Emerald Park and we went to the roller coasters. And I was saying, I have to do it, I have to do it, I have to do it. I went up and I did it, Joe, and I came off. Never, ever again am I going up. I died up there. I mean, I died. <laughs> and I thought I was going to die. So, no, not for me on <laughs> those things. I tend to keep my feet on the ground like that. So, a lovely picture. I think that's called a paraglider, is it? Is it paragliding? Is it, yeah. No, I don't know. Like, somebody obviously, you know, Texas in very short, you know, and say, that's what it is. You know, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Hello, Joe Dominic. Attached to some photos. Moody skies at Stradbally, County Kerry, and colourful scene at Brandon. And that comes in from Sheila Quirk in Castle Gregory. And Sheila has a great eye for landscape photography, doesn't she, Dominic? Like, you talk about rule of thirds and you talk about composition and all that. She's ticking all the boxes here, isn't she? She's. She's ticking all the boxes and she's taking something like, like the t- the t- and just to explain to people what that is when you look at a picture like there it breaks into third rule like like you have a foreground middle ground and a background that's the rule of photography and you would have the same from the left to the right you'd have a side view and a centre and a left view on that but as I always say about photography rules in photography are made to be broken but these are the two thirds rule or the thirds rule here and they work very good on that lovely I like the one with the sea and the mountains on that the picture, I don't know if it was sent in by WhatsApp or how it was sent in, it's just got a little bit blurry there on that, you know, on that. So I'd nearly check that. Please remember, don't print from that 
quality you need to print from the original and there's a lovely shot then back in Brandon and looking over the, the ditch and a little the flowers and the stones and the, the waves and there's a lovely curvature on the beach and there's the mountains behind that's a great shot there's some lovely pictures there really nice yeah, we're blessed where we live though, aren't we? Because there is that subject matter out there. There is the inspiration, there is the scenery to, to be captured, isn't there? Look, we live in a lovely county. Like it's, it's absolutely fabulous. And as I say to people, when we get these images in and we talk about them and speak, speak about them, there's people around the world tuning in this morning and they're listening to what we have and they're looking at the pictures and the scene and they can actually see what people see. And I always say, it's what the person on the street or the pictures you get, they're the pictures that people want to see. Yeah, Mount Parisha is such a beautiful plant, that orange colour, and it's everywhere around at the moment. Um, and it seems to be very plentiful here in Kerry because I had visitors there the August weekend and they couldn't get over the amount of it that was everywhere. You know, sometimes when a person from the outside comes in, you know, we'd be seeing it every day, but they were they thought it was spectacular altogether. It's a beautiful um, flower and it is in full flower at the moment. Down next day with us because we have to look at more of uh, your photos that you've sent in to us uh, at home. And the theme was My Great Escape. We're going to take a break with more after these you're listening to the saturday supplement with joe mcgill on radio Kerry. this is the saturday supplement and we are in focus with dominic walsh renowned photographer dominic walsh and we're looking at your photos that you sent in to us you've sent them to jay mcgill at radio and the theme was my great escape Brenda Kassan, always great photos he always sends in. Hi, Joe and Dominic. My great escape photos are of walks through Leslie's Woods, Tarbert, taking in the lovely scenery all around and the views over Tarbert Bay. What a spectacular place that is. That's real lush green there in Leslie Woods, isn't it? It's like Sherwood Forest. You'd, you'd expect to see the Merry Men to come out of there. I was actually, when I looked at this picture when we were going through there during the week, Joe, and we were looking at the pictures, I thought this picture is absolutely amazing to see the tree and the branches uh, coming off out and the cover of the canopy of green looking down you you cannot but get green from it like that it's absolutely beautiful picture I love it I, it's a great picture should be proud of getting a picture like that because it's quite nice you know on that and as for the bench looking over the bench out over the sea great that puts the mind thinking is, will somebody sit on it? Is somebody coming? Is it a nice place? Is it a calming place? Is it a place that people go just to have a break or have a sandwich? I love pictures like that. There's great. The, 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 restaurants use pictures like that a lot. Joe, when people come in, it just gets them thinking and it takes their mind off when their food is coming like that. It's quite nice. Lovely on that. And there's Really? Rainbow. Really? That's a trick, is it? I'm kind of, yeah. I never do that. Yes, you would, yeah. Like, when, when you, yeah. like if, if you're going, let's say, for example, the dentist, for example, you're going to the dentist and you see pictures, they're calming pictures like that, you know, and that is what you see inside there. And, like, pictures like the bench, like that, you sit down, it puts your mind thinking and you don't realize that you might say, oh, what would they be doing there now? If I was there or in the place it comes to that, like, you know, and it might be your go to spot in the back of your head that you might like to go to. It's just all, like, really. Um, for, it's not that they're mind games like when you look at a nice picture on the wall it's not put up there because it's a nice picture it obviously is but it's there's a big reasoning behind it like you know, is it a waiting room or is it a like a place that you have to come in and just walk through like a gallery and things like that there's reasons for all these pictures and things to go around and be put in place yeah, but that's very interesting because even for you at home that are sending in your photos to start thinking a bit differently about the photo because often I just take a scene, I take a landscape photo, I think, oh, that looks nice, look at the view, it looks nice. But yeah, it's kind of, I suppose, to get that bit more creative. Like like 
um, take it behind uh, the bench like Brenda Cassand did there but um, yeah it's, it's interesting to kind of I suppose create a story with your photo it is it's like thinking outside the box like and people might realise when I go to take pictures I'm kind of thinking what I'm going to do with the pictures afterwards whether it's to feed an editor whether it's um, let's say a scene like, like sometimes a paper or a PR person might say would you ever just go and take a picture of a landscape you know, okay, landscape, you go out and do landscape. Then they might say, let's go out and get a picture with a bit of life and a bit something happening in it. Then you might say, oh, people walking, you know, cattle, or it could be a train going by. Or like, th- There's a little bit of a story behind them and people like, you know, might get into it. So when you do take a picture, as I say, take your first picture and get it out of the way. Look at your picture and see what you have. See what, you're going to, what you might like to do with it. And then take a picture again. You might take it completely different. Yeah, excellent. Um, finally, we are Agnes has sent us in a collection of photos. Agnes O'Sullivan. Good morning, Joe and Dominic. Time to send you my three picks. The cut off, uh, the cut of the clock, eleven forty-four on the Wednesday. So she cut it fine. I'm hoping to reach the crock of gold after a busy tourist season. Happy and thankful I am, Agnes. And the crock of gold is in reference to this beautiful rainbow um, photo, Dominic. What's the best way to take a rainbows? The best way to take a rainbow is that rainbows come and go as fast, you know, like, like they're there and yeah. they're not there like that, you know, like they tend to be there. Like, you know, I, what I would do if I was taking a rainbow myself, I might put on a polarising lens and shift the polarised to get it like that. But like when you see it there, you can get, normally this, the light on a rainbow tends to be from your back or it's backlit or like there's light. The thing about it is when you see a rainbow, capture it captured very quickly and get it and what I tend to do is when I'm photographing rainbows or anything like that I tend to make them a little bit darker I tend to underexpose and the colours come up and then when you just colour balance afterwards ever so slightly and you level out the colours there's enough saturation in the rainbow to bring it up a little bit more now obviously we can only see a selection of colours and there's a lot more colours UV and everything there in the light spectrum that we can't see at all you know so sometimes people might go along and they might put uh, infrared you know they might shoot infrared photography like that and you get a complete different spectrum altogether into it like that so it's, it's lovely to see it. but rainbows when you see it capture it yeah, I've taken them on the iPhone now using, um, you know, the panoramic kind of setting where you can just kind of uh, do a sweeping landscape kind of photo where it takes about five photos into one. And uh, it looks nice. looks nice. It's absolutely lovely. The panoramic on, on the phones is fantastic. It's a pity that I wouldn't have something like that my camera like that, Joe. It's absolutely brilliant. It's a great facility, all right. I can get let's say I can take three or four photographs and go back in and you can join them together all right there is a package stitch them together kind of yeah, them, yeah. yeah where you, you you know put them in a reportage or portage like that you put it in and it makes a nice job it's lovely a lot of photographers might through like if I was photographing let's say for paintings now it's very popular if I do paintings if I have a big fi- painting I photograph the left hand side of the painting first and then I'll come across to the right hand side and photograph the right hand side of the painting then on that or I could use four or five pictures and then I'd composite them together and join them together so I end up with a very big file size for printing afterwards as opposed to taking one big picture of it out and then you have a very small file size so it's used quite a lot yeah another photo from Agnes uh, the evening news last night told us about the blue moon at 9.26 I did not see any moon as I fished for this morning's breakfast one fish after another God is good and uh, it says Agnes P.S. from our farm uh, what a spectacular photo this is and uh, looks like mackerel to me and oh, there's plenty of them plenty, plenty of them yeah, it's lovely and just something it's the way they're laid out 
kind of draws you into it. Like people should go onto your Facebook page and have a look at this. This is a great picture. It's a great picture of a selection of fish on that. You can see the light is quite low on that and they're kind of almost illuminating in the, in the mm. darkness of the evening like that. You can see they're, they're picking up the light. It's a great picture. You have the waves uh, uh, at the back and all breaking over the rocks. Lovely picture on that. And then you yeah. go on to the next... And you've got. And the sorry, before you do, before you do, Dominic. I was just. Uh, the, it's interesting the way you said the light shining because that's the way the, the fishermen used to fish. Uh, sometimes at night, so the moon would shine off the fish. They could see the shoal flickering in the the, the water, and you can really see that in uh, this photo. I love a good mackerel. Do you like? Uh, I love mackerel. Actually, I do. I like mackerel. Actually, lovely fish. But I would never clean out a fish. I'd catch a fish, but I wouldn't handle. I just oh no. No, I, I wouldn't be brave like that, no, or all like that. But I just like. I, I did love it. I did it once. I did it once, and I was delighted when I did it. Very proud of myself. I think it was like a trout or something. But anyway, good morning, Joe and Dominic. That this lamb loves to find a loophole in the fencing and graze on the shoreline. I think it is uh, the salt. Is that what it says? I think Dominic is this the salt. That's Agnes. Oh, the salt. I get you, Agnes. So it's the salt that they want to lick, and that's why they're going out. And uh, the sheep is obviously outside the fence here, down near the water so she's she's broken out my great escape a great escape that's and you, you can see the lush green foliage down that the sheep is down the sheep's looking up there and that you know it's great like to see it and again it's just a nice picture because it works well you've got the stones in the background and you, you've got the greenery you've got the sheep in it again watch where you're getting the picture from it's like it's a little bit pixelated when it came into us you know and that as I say please don't be whatsapping it always work from the original there and that but look it just walks the picture and it's nice yeah and on that we get a few photos Dominic that are screen grabs and I think that's why they're coming in you know not as high quality so just be careful of that um, you know where you actually see I see the image of the phone the time on the phone so they've obviously just screen grabbed it off the phone instead of just sending the original which is always um, better just a little tip now your photo of the month what have you gone for Dominic the photo of the month actually I thought was somebody put a lot of effort into it and it's the fact that it's got the thirds rule you know it's got the, the, the foreground the middle ground and the background it's got the left and right centre left and right great like that it's the one taken by Sheila Quirk like over the wall with the flowers and you've got the old stone you're looking at the old stone there and you know it's an old time and you're going along and the, the, the beach the curvature of the water back along you know there's like a semicircle there is absolutely love you've got the houses the clouds the mountain it's just has to be my picture month I love it it's a great picture yeah, Sheila Quirk, Castle Gregory, congratulations. You are the photo of the month with that beautiful Mount Brescia in it as well. And your humour photo of the month, Dominic? Has to go to Kinmare, to that, that, that chicken or hen or cock, we didn't actually establish really what it was like that, you know. That was Dennis Fitzgerald. It was a great picture. And, Joe, it, was, it, brought, it brings a smile to you. You look at it and say, wow, what's going on there? It was a great picture. Yeah, well done, Dennis Fitzgerald, Bally McElligot, that at Kinmare Fair Day, and uh, it is of the hen or the cockerel, and a great photo. That's our humour photo of the month. Now, Dominic, we always give a theme, so what's our theme for next month? Our theme next month has to be Autumn Arrives, you know. Now, this is a tricky time of the year because the colours are starting to, to change completely. Like these flowers, everything are starting to wither back. You're starting to get into autumn, winter colours coming in there. This is a time of the year when you your summer photography is going to start changing now because like when you were using automatic, you might have darker, the clouds a little bit more dusky on that. And if people have questions, please send them in. 
you know, we'll answer the questions, we'll try our best. And if I get a question, if I can't answer it, I will go to a colleague of mine and I'll get the question answered and we'll bring it back. So keep those questions coming in when you're taking your photography like that, John. Out and about and get out there, smell the fresh air, take your shot, think of what you're going to do with it afterwards and then take another picture then and see how it turns out. I always do that. I always take the picture and I stand back and think and then go at it from a different angle. You'll be very surprised what you can get. So the theme is Autumn Arrives. Autumn Arrives. Autumn Arrives. Beautiful. Um, do you know what I've noticed while I was mentioning Mount Brescia? The header on the hills is just beautiful at this time of year. The purple header. It's everywhere. It is. And uh, it was like looking out our window. It was green for a long time. Now looking out this morning. Now it's starting to... Like is it starting, you're saying it's going purple. Now it's got that purpley colour. It's absolutely magnificent to see it, isn't it? Mm. The shorter evenings, are you a fan of them? No. Or the longer evenings, sorry, oh, the longer I, evenings. Oh, I, I love long evenings. I love getting out and about and walking and, you know, it's great like that, John, the light is there. I think I was talking to somebody there during the summer and I think they were saying to me that they checked it out and we had 20 hours of sunshine sometimes during the summer. Like 20 hours of light was unbelievable like that, John, you're coming back in, you know. But I, don't be disheartened by the winter at all and the dark evenings because there's lovely days and there's lovely times to get out there. Yeah, longer evenings, that's what it is. I keep getting myself confused. But I don't know where that 20 hours of sunshine was because I, I didn't see it in Kerry anyway in the last summer <laughs> over the summer. Whoever that person was, they must have been out in the baskets or something and they must have been getting uh, someone real sunshine. But that's your theme, Autumn Arrives. And you can email them to jmcgill at radiocarry.ie and get them in midday Wednesday before the first Saturday of the month. You can send up to three photos. Our one photo is perfectly fine. We look for quality, not quantity. So after the break, we're going to be looking at Dominic's archive photo. And he always brings in a great one with a great story behind it. The Saturday Supplement with Joe McGill on Radio Kerry. The Saturday Supplement on Radio Kerry. Brought to you by Virgin Media, Ireland's best broadband. Visit virginmedia.ie. It's playtime. Oh, so where is the time going, Dominic? It's time to look at your archive photo. This is where you go into the vault, the Dominic Walsh Photography Vault, and you bring us out uh, an interesting photo that has a story behind it. And what we're looking at here, there's a man behind a desk, and he's handing, it looks to me like a student, a piece of paper or a, a white envelope, and he's sh shaking her hands, and she looks fairly happy. And it's taken from outside uh, a principal's office it looks to me like from the outside in so is this all to do with the leaving cert because if it is it's very timely it is Joe it's actually to do with the leaving cert and this was not taken that long ago this is taken only could be within the last five years and the, the reason I went with it there this time is because um, I went to photograph the leaving cert again this year for editors and for newspapers around the country on that and this picture was taken and it's thanks to the principal, uh, Mr. John O'Rourke of Mercy Mount Hawk. And again, as I was saying, it's this trust issue where he knows that, like, when I come in to take a picture, I'll stand back. And what I did was, this young lady um, went in, Sinead O'Dowd went in to collect her leaving self results of the principal. And what happened was, she opened up the door to go in, 
And as she opened up the door to go in, the door stayed open and I was standing outside and he's handing over her leaving cert results and she's collecting them. And they have that bit of interaction. They're talking, he's wishing her the best and she's having a chat back to him. And you're looking at the table and you can see all the white envelopes with all the students' names on them and they're all ready to be handed out. The reason I went for this picture was pretty simple. When I arrived to take my to do my um, leave search this year on that, they got them in their phones. Do you know? Like they could be at home or they could be downtown or you know they might go to the school, they might not go to the school, but they actually collected on their phones. And it's only a short time ago when they were actually going to the school to collect an envelope. Now they can still go to the school and they can still collect their um, results if they wish on the day. But I just think it's. To me, it, it's it's good for the students to go and have the banter and have the crack and it's good for the photographers to go and the journalists to go and the radio presenters like yourself. It's it's a it's a big event in somebody's life again like that, you know. So I just feel that this picture, even though it's not that long ago, is actually capturing history when you see it on that and you see the interaction between them, the handshake, and you're looking into the principal's office. It's a busy office, you're looking into it, you can see the computer, you can see his printers and how it's working like that, you know, and the young lady is, what I can see, it's all about eye contact, and you've got the eye contact in this. Just to tell people how I took it, the speed was 140 of a second, which is quite low. Again, ISO is a thousand, um, ISO, that's the amount of light that the camera can take in and can accept. The lens is just 24 to 70 millimeter. My f-stop, that's the aperture, that's like the iris in your eye when you close it down. It's set at 5.6. And again, you'll hear me people using this. I use autofocus lock where I use the autofocus and as soon as it's focused, I lock it and I can move the camera any place I want and the focus doesn't change. And I use the flash and I pull the flash back by two two stops. In other words, I'm not using the full the flash at full power. I tend to pull it back a little bit. We do it in stops. So that's put back by two stops on it. And draw like it's just unusual when you go now and it's not happening as much and you can see them on their phones and they're standing by themselves going through the phone. It's just it's a it's a lovely moment really to capture. Yeah, it's brilliant. I love the outside, the door kind of element to it as well. It just gives it a, a, an added a extra, um, you know, piece of interest to the photo. Um, I got my leaving cert results, Dominic, when I was in America. I went to America for a summer when I was only 18 and uh, I had to get my leaving cert results over. But I got them in, we happened to be in Yonkers in New York for a few days. So there was loads of Kerry people there and they were all coming up to say, I remember my leaving cert results and I remember when I got my results and they kept coming up, congratulators or whatever. But it was a weird one because it was my mother that had to go in and uh, get the results so I couldn't pull the wool over her eyes about what I got. Could I? <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously you did very well. Now look at you, she's damn proud of you now, I'd say. <laughs> and how did you get them? Did you get uh, your leaving set results? Can you remember that? I can remember that. I left school quite young and I, I made the, <clears throat> the biggest mistake in my life. I didn't do my leaving set and I should have. My God, like, like when I was young, I thought you tended to leave and you were going for apprenticeships and I'd, no, look, when you're young, it's hard to put an old head in young shoulders like that, you know, when you do these things. Education is the key to life. Education opens up so many doors. So my advice to people is, no, do your leaving cert and do and get your exams and things like that, you know. Like even if you don't do well in your exams, 
there's doors opening all around you there's places you can go there's different stages you can take to life to get into college and to get your to get your different path the path that you might want to go on mightn't be the path you finish up on you know whereas my idea I'd leave for a couple of years and I'd go back and do the leave and start later on is my is what I had in my head do you know I was going to get a break from school and I left and God you know I'm here now today as a photographer so it's amazing how things change and you turned out all right too, Dominic. <laughs> yeah, right, did John. Very great, though, very great, but I turned out all right. <laughs> um, I'm just thinking there, Dominic, that in the space of a week, you're taking like um, a kind of very important moments in a person's life, their first day at school, and their leaving set results as well. And I'd say for many parents, that space in between goes by in a flash. I don't, Joe. Pa- pardon the pun. Yes, but you know, like, like what happens is, like, I've often met people, I've gone back to the leaving sorts of young people, and they say to me, you took my picture in junior infants when I started, and I said, would you be off with you, don't be talking to me, I'm not that old, you know, and the, it's amazing of these times in your life, and as you say, you can remember where you did your, where you got your leaving res- such results, and it was your mom that went in for you like that, you know? it's just, you know, it's so unbelievable, and you know, during the week, I had the rose, like to, we'd leave inserts, we'd back to school on that. You know, you'd so much, and there's so much positivity out there. Young people are a force to be reckoned with. I think we underestimate them and their abilities in life, you know. Like the amount of comfort that they were giving each other when I met them during the week, and the laughing and the joking, you know, and the confidence that they have is absolutely fantastic, and it's great to see it. And, you know, young people, don't forget your friends. They're there for life, and they're very important to have. And if you ever need them, it's good to know that, that they're there. Even if it's an odd contact here and there, it's great, you know? Yeah, and they're not to be all and in all either, like you said. There's more than one way to skin a cat with the results. It's more about, it's another life's milestone. And uh, enjoy it. And well done to all the, the leaving certs that got their results. Uh, congratulations. And you're starting a new chapter now, which will bring new friends and new journeys and everything uh, along with that. So we wish you all the best. Dominic, a reminder before you go again, our theme for next month Is and what you're kind of looking for. Well, autumn arrives and anything to do with autumn any change that you have as I say you can do it around your house you don't have to go that far you can be in a wheelchair and wheel around your house you could have an intellectual disability and you can still have a camera and take an absolutely lovely picture and send us into we'll take anything you got send it in we'll talk about it and just think outside the box what I mean thinking outside the box take the picture look at it and see can you do anything different with it and then try that if you don't and if you've got a good picture then you're sorted. So again, get them into Joe, send them in by email to Joe, and we look at them. We look at every picture, we go through them all, and we talk about them, and please get the questions in. The questions are a little bit low on the ground, few and far between, but please get them in, because remember, the silliest question is the question that you don't ask. I get asked loads of questions every day, and I meet people, and people say, I'm sorry to be asking you a silly question, and it's not. If it matters to you, it's not a silly question. Very good. Dominic, go ahead and get some rest by after all that Rosatorley and photo, uh, fo- uh, taking photos with the last few weeks and all that went with that. Go ahead and get a bit of rest and be ready for next month when we talk to you uh, again. But thanks a million for now, Dominic. Thank you, Joe, and thank you to your listeners now in Sloan.
That's all we have time for on the programme this morning. My thanks to everyone who contributed and thanks a million for sending on in all those wonderful memories, which is absolutely brilliant. The first day at school. Thanks a million for sending those in. Thanks to Abigail Bernard, who was on sound. Francis is on the way, so keep it here on Radio Kerry. I'll be back again next Saturday from 9am. Until then, look after yourself and take care. The Saturday Supplement with Joe McGill on Radio Kerry. The Saturday Supplement on Radio Kerry. Brought to you by Virgin Media, Ireland's best broadband. Visit virginmedia.ie. It's playtime.